What if we were to take Bono's challenge to give like God gives? What would it take for us to begin giving in this way? You know, there are thousands of references in Scripture that encourage us to give, to provide for others, to meet the needs of the poor, to gather resources to spread the gospel. And there are too many to ignore, too many to easily explain giving away as merely a good idea. Not all cultures value giving in the way that God imagines it. In some cultures, a gift is an acceptable way to influence people in your favour. In other places, gifts are considered a necessary part of doing business. But Jesus reimagined giving as generosity. In so doing, he changed giving from being about us to being about others. He reimagined giving from being an amount to an attitude. And he rescued it from the limitations of religion and placed it squarely in the realm of faith. Followers of Jesus know they can be generous because God is generous to us in every way. God has more in mind for us than we can ever imagine. And if we trust him and walk by faith, he reveals what we cannot yet see beyond the horizon. Generosity is the key that unlocks the more of God. The Bible tells us, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Giving is essentially an act of faith because it shows that we trust in God as our provider. But as Bono's speech made clear, whether or not we are generous depends on our choices. Psychologists believe that our choices about giving can be traced to early childhood experiences that are both positive and negative. Uh, for instance, our temperament influences how we deal with money in certain circumstances. For some people, money empowers them to do things and reach their goals. For others, money helps them to have fun, impress people and get away from work pressures. Money helps others to do something nice for their family, their friends or their grandkids. And for others, money's meant to be saved to protect their family from rainy days and secures against an unknown future. The thing is, whether you're prudent or reckless with money, money is still a major influence on you. And that remains true unless we make a greater choice. Jesus said, God will give you all you need from day to day if you choose to live for him and make the kingdom of God your primary concern. Throughout this reimagined series, we've reflected on the heart of God for his church. We've considered how we can bring the love of God to others through serving and how God's mission requires us to both announce and demonstrate his love for all. The power of God in us is released through us when we act with generosity, when we give our time, talent and treasure to others in Jesus' name. Without the generosity of God towards us and the power of God in us, why would anybody give? In the last two years, the pandemic changed many people's views of the church, of serving 
of giving. But even so, God continues to work through our church. We saw our building renovated and refreshed, new gospel influence through online church, expansion of our school in Papua New Guinea, and new people connect with our church family every week. We also have an opportunity to purchase the factory next door. Already it's provided a home for our active sports ministry for youth and young adult events, and it's the place where our homeless shelter will operate this winter. God has generously provided all these things for us, and I believe that there is more that God will reveal on the horizon of our faith. What remains now is for the people of God to rise to the challenges he gives, to get involved, as Bono says, in what God is blessing. Recently, I spoke with Travis Whelan about Gateway's mission and financial resources. He is a member of Gateway's finance team that monitor our finances and bring wisdom to how we use our money and how we do our budgets. Let's see what he has to say. So a bit of background, uh, Travis, for people who may not know you. You're married to Kirsty. Mm -hmm. You've got two kids, Chloe and Zach. Um, and of course, Kirsty grew up around Gateway. Uh, you came on the scene in your late teens. But both of you have been involved in lots of ministry over the years in life groups and youth group and, and those sort of things. And now you're on our finance team, which is a, a committee that the board appoints to help oversee our finances and things. You're also a lending manager with Westpac at Bank. So you've got a super, super busy life. What is it that causes you to continue to serve, particularly in senior leadership positions, even though life is hectic for you? Yeah, um, having walked in when I was in year 11, I did follow a uh, very gorgeous young lady to the church. It happens. Uh, and yeah, I just looked, looked into the place in my life just changed in a lot of different ways. Um, from attitudes to friendships to um, understanding of life and all sorts of different things. And throughout that time, I've been able to uh, be around youth groups and whatnot and grow other kids, other people. And as I've gotten older, I've seen the value and the benefit of being able to pass that down through the generations to the next one. So I am in the next generation up now from the youth. So being able to be continually involved helps me to pass that through and pass that down. So the last two years have been tough on everybody, uh, including mm. churches. How, how has Gateway fared during that time? Yeah, well, just like most businesses out there, I mean, we're not a business, but we operate like that from a finance side of things. Um, we were lucky enough to be eligible for the recipient to be a JobKeeper uh, and help us through um, some of our expenses on that end. Um, but just like anyone out there with income dropping, expenses have also dropped as well. So we've fared pretty well over the last couple of years. Um, and that's all sort of changed a little bit on, on a recent, recent note. So you know better than most that a growing church needs people Yep. and resources to continue to do all the things that it has to yep. do. So we're currently sort of looking like we're going to the other side of the pandemic and resetting for the future. How, how is Gateway positioned to do that? Yeah, well, God's given us some pretty cool opportunities the last few years in order to grow and expand the church and the base in the community. And it's really important that we continue to do that. Um, and part of that is resources. Um, as a finance committee, we thought over the next, last few months, as we got back to in-person services and life started going back to the new normal, yeah. um, that we would see givings to return to somewhat normal levels as people are in uh, in person. Yeah, um, it's actually happened the opposite way. 
as we thought more people would come back in, the find the, the offerings have actually dropped. Wow. And some weeks as much as 30% down on, on last year when we weren't even meeting in person. So it surprised us a little bit. So with that situation, shouldn't we just, you know, cut our budgets to suit the times? Well, it's one way you could look at it, um, but things aren't quite that simple. Um, just looking at my family, and as the little attackers get bigger and they, they need more, they grow, the requirements of the family do continue to grow and um, we can't thrive on a, on a shrinking budget or a shrinking um, number of funds to go around. So I kind of see that the same with the church. So as we get bigger and have a bigger reach and see more people, um, it's really hard to thrive on a shrinking, shrinking budget when you need to reach out there in the community. And um, I know I said before that the church isn't a business, but it's kind of run like a business in some respects. And yeah. I think that it's really important to note that what we do as a church is nothing like a business, but the way the finances run need to be. Um, and it's important to have the income coming in as well as the expenses going out. And a key part of any business is investment. So yeah. if you don't have the investment in, you can't get the return on the other side. Now, God's in this. It's very different to the local business and the, the tuck shop on the corner and how yeah. they operate with a P&L. But in order to grow the church and do God's mission, we need to have investment in to have some sort of um, result on the other side. So though we've been prudent with our expenses, our income has continued to fall. So what does that mean for a church like Gateway? Well, there's a lot riding on us in this community. Um, there's lots of different things that we are a part of that we, we need to be well resourced in order to, to produce what we said before, the investment to see to see people grow. So our youth ministry, um, Camp No Fear, Papua New Guinea, the local, the winter sleep out we're looking at doing in this factory. All these things rely on Gateway being, Gateway being well resourced in order to you know, help the people in the community that God's calling us to help. And uh, a church of this size has that impact from a leadership point of view, um, looking at how we can help people and how we can lead the way, drive the way and work with other churches in this community. And if we don't have that resource, then we aren't able to do that. So in a nutshell, what do you see the scale of our need right now? I mean, how can people help? Well, not everyone's expected to, to give them out the same amount of money, um, but everyone is able to give something. Mm -hmm. um, something I've learned in my generosity journey since I started at Gateway as a, as a young 17 year old on a $100 a week paycheck um, would be generous. Um, one of the things I've heard from you a number of times over the years is that um, it's not about equal giving, it's about equal sacrifice. Yeah. Um, and okay, our times are very different to biblical times and you can debate all you want about all the, the percentages in the Bible and whatnot, but God calls us all to give and he calls us all to be generous with what we've got. So um, the bottom line, the fact of the matter is we need to lift our giving by around about $5,000 per week to meet the budgets that we've got in place to reach the community that we serve, both here and, and afar. Um, and that's the that's the main on a weekly sort of basis. So we're asking that um, anyone who can give a bit more just to think about and pray about it and just, just do some business with Jesus about what you could actually do and, um, and contribute as a family basis. Because as we said before, as we reach more people and touch more people in our community abroad, we need some more investment to be able to do that. Uh, the other big thing that's on the agenda for Gateway in the next 12 months or 18 months is the purchase of this factory that Rick and I are sitting in today. So um, we've got a deposit down on that one and we're about 50% of the way there. Uh, but we need another $250,000 by roughly June, July-ish next year to settle that. So um, there are some pretty cool ways to get involved in that one. There's tax deductibility involved and whatnot. So please contact the finance office if you do need access to those things. But um, it gives us some great opportunities to have in this building, such as the winter sleep out. We've already seen ways we can reach out to the community to help out with an extra space that we now 
can do. So um, that's the second call to arms. First one's the weekly giving to raise. The second one is some potentially some lump sum givings to, to help us to finalize this factory. So we just ask anyone just yeah, sit down with Jesus and ask him what it might be that he's asking you to do to join in and partner with him and what he's doing in this place. So Trav, I want to thank you for serving uh, as you do, particularly now on the finance team and, and all that you invest uh, in our church and, and that you and Kirstie as a family invest in our church in your time, your talents and your treasure. And thanks for bringing your wisdom to help us make good financial decisions and reimagine you know, what God can do if we are generous now and into the future. Well, as Travis has said, there are exciting times and challenges ahead. We've already received wonderful blessings from God, more than we could ever imagine. Today, we have choices to make that will take us to the horizon of our faith. Now, to be honest, there never seems to be a perfect time to consider giving, does there? We all have reasons and circumstances that seem to take priority over our finances. But if we are going to reimagine generosity and step into all that God has in mind for our church, it's going to take all our efforts, not only our faithful givers to press in more, but it will take the 60% of Gatorites who don't regularly give to do something and just make a start on that journey. If you already give, thank you so much. And today is a good day to think about adding to your giving by increasing your weekly offering and maybe giving a one-off gift towards this factory purchase. Maybe you've never thought about giving or you have and it seems a bit overwhelming. Today is a good day to start giving, even in small ways, and begin to sow seeds of faith in your own life and in the lives of others. The Bible tells us that he who blesses others will also be blessed. And this seems to line up with the way that God has created the world. Our God is more generous than we can imagine and in turn wants us to be generous. Our God is a God of abundance. And it's in that light that we can choose to live abundantly, to refresh others, to live out of what we already have been given. Followers of Jesus can be generous because our God is generous to us in every way. As the Apostle Paul wrote, God who takes care of me will also supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Let's get involved in what God is blessing.